You're listening to the 50 Shades of K podcast with host Elizabeth K, a podcast designed to empower, enlighten, and entertain with perspectives that most women are thinking, but not always saying. This is 50 Shades of K. What's holding you back from accelerating your career and how can you change it? My guest today has already been on Fifty Shades of K, talking about how personality type plays a role when it comes to how you communicate. But today, we're talking about how to hack the she suite and how to advance your career and be seen and heard in a world that's still filled with gender bias. I'd like to welcome back career coach and owner of executivesavvyinc.com. She works with organizations and individual clients to help them succeed in business. And she's been doing a lot of research on what's holding back women in their careers. I'm talking about Anna Poole. Hi, Anna. Hi, Elizabeth. Thanks so much for having me back. I'm so glad to talk with you again. We kind of teased this the last podcast when we talked in June about hacking the she suite and some of the studies that you've been doing. I'm really excited for our listeners to hear this one. I've been telling a ton of friends, you've got to listen to this podcast I have coming up with Anna Poole, because I think this is going to really help women sort of find their voice and really accelerate their careers. Wonderful. I'm so excited to be here. And, you know, I think that uh, about, uh, let's see, six, nine months ago, I did a research study. I reached out to about 35 very talented women in my network, and I just asked a simple question, what is your biggest challenge in accelerating your career? And, you know, women were so happy to be asked that question. They came back with really powerful insights. And, but they fell into some categories, and I'm wondering if your listeners can relate to this. One is around style bias. So what women end up being told is you're either too soft too kind and not assertive enough, or you're kind of a B-I-T-C-H, you know, you're too strong, too assertive, you know, coming yes. across like, you know, you're too confident. Can, can you relate to this? I can completely <laughs> relate to that. And that, those are actually things that have been said. I mean, I work in a very relaxed business, so I feel like sometimes in radio, it would probably be an HR nightmare, the things that get discussed. And this was earlier on in my mm-hmm. career when I was younger, and I didn't really know how to speak up for myself. But if I said too much, yeah, I was completely called a bitch. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, there's not a lot of middle ground. And so women's voices tend to get a little shut down or a lot shut down in organizations because they're kind of getting feedback that you're not a good fit, which, which makes it hard to be confident. Yeah. Um, lack of sponsorship and mentoring was another one. So, so men tend to have these kind of informal networks where, you know, they're being brought along in the system. Not so true for women. And women really feel the lack of that. I was going to say, too, I do want to mention this is not going to be a man bashing episode. Thank Anna and I you. talked off the air about this. We, we There are many great men that have, I mean, I know that have helped me in my own career. So we're, we're just kind of honing in on the challenges that women specifically deal with in the workplace. That's right. And yeah, I want to just echo that and say many men are so supportive of women in their career growth. So it's definitely not a man bashing session. And I think it is important for us to recognize this, this idea of systemic and unconscious bias that lives in most of our organizations. Um, I'll just kind of go through a couple of the other categories that women told me were slowing down their careers. One was a lack of career planning. So there just wasn't as much of a focus on helping women see what does my future trajectory look like. Sometimes women are being told they're not adding as much value. And, and some of that is that women tend to say when they're successful, it was my team, <laughs> you know, which is great. There's a lot of collaboration in that. But sometimes it diminishes their ability to show up as providing value. Yes. All of this. I'm just nodding my head in the studio. 
Yes, <laughs> you, you're exactly right. I mean, and you've been, you know, an executive coach for over 20 years to Fortune 500 organizations and industries. I mean, all yeah. across the board. So I'm sure you had a great sample to choose from and to talk to. But this is all over the place in all industries. Women are running into these, right. these issues. That's right. And the thing about, so, you know, it's kind of long words here, unconscious systemic gender bias. The thing about that is it's like the ocean. And sometimes we're like the fish in the ocean. And we don't even, we're so used to it that we don't even see it or notice or question that it's there. And sometimes we don't see what the impacts on us are. And as the women were sharing with me, they also told me, like, what's the impact of this bias on their on how they feel at work and how their careers progress. And I just want to share a few of these things because they're so powerful. Some women feel it's like an extra weight that they have to carry, constantly having to prove themselves over and over again, and that becomes exhausting. Some people, when they ask for a promotion or want to go towards the next step, the system kind of comes back to them, you're just not ready for that next step yet. And when they ask for the specifics around it, it's often vague. (laughs) It's very vague. And (laughs) Like, well, they say, well, you know, executive presence, which I have come to decide is kind of a buzzword for you're not a white male, (laughs) right? Yeah. Some women have just kind of resigned themselves to the way things are, and they no longer kind of push their careers because it's just, it's too difficult. And so I think that the net net of working in a system where there's a lot of systemic, unconscious gender bias is that you just don't have as much confidence in yourself. And if you think about it, it's that confidence that motivates us, gives us the passion to go after our careers and to really accelerate them and ask for bigger opportunities. But when we're fighting this, this gender bias, I like to say it's like Ginger Rogers and Fred Astaire. She does everything he does, only in high heels and backwards. <laughs> and that extra burden, right, that extra burden can keep us from having the self-confidence that we need to really believe we can do this. So what can women do to work around this? I'm coming up here with my my contract here at the radio station is going to be up soon. And I'm sort of doing my homework and getting my facts in line and get my numbers in order and things like that to get ready for this conversation that's coming up. But I feel like sometimes I have to work even harder to do that because I I am a a woman. I mean, I guess there's no other way to say it, but that is kind of how I feel. Like, I don't know if my male counterparts have to put as much work that I know I've been putting in behind the scenes. Elizabeth, you're making such a good point. In many cases, men just don't have to verify and validate their readiness or their to have a contract renewed or to have a promotion or take on a bigger assignment. It's just a fact. And so I think as women, we have to come to terms with that and go, okay, I'm working in a system where there's unconscious gender bias. It's not personal to me, so there's probably not anybody out to get us, <laughs> but it's just the system hasn't hasn't upgraded, hasn't up-leveled, it hasn't become an equal playing field. And so as a result, I've designed a program called the five V's, if you will. And the five V's, let me just walk through these with you. So the first one is voice. So I help women really make sure their voices are being heard. Uh, we talked on your, your last podcast with me about style adaptability. So we use the MBTI to look at where am I a good fit for my organization and in what kinds of situations might I need to either amplify my voice a little bit more, speak more about the big picture, bring more structure to the conversation. And so it becomes a very powerful tool for helping me make sure my voice is getting heard. Now, Anna, let me ask you, let me ask you a question really quick yeah. here. I just want to stop you real quick. Mm-hmm. With the MBTI, in case someone didn't hear the last podcast, that is a personality 
tests that you can take to find out your personality, which we'll link up here in the show notes at 991themix.com. Do you think it's smart to know the personality types of your your managers also besides your own, like for someone like myself that's getting ready to go into these negotiations coming up here soon? Oh my gosh, yes. Okay. yes. Yeah, because when you understand that and you know your own type, then you can start to make some adaptations, simple ones, but will really make a difference in that you will start to feel more like, quote unquote, their people, right? Sure. I don't know another way to say it. <laughs> no, that's a great way to say it. And I think that's how you want to feel. You do. Absolutely. So, okay, the, so um, the 5V program, you said voice. Yeah, so the next one is visibility. Obviously, as, as women leaders, we need to show up. We need to be seen. We need to have our, we need to have better networks in place. And so I do some coaching around, well, who are the people that can provide sponsorship to you? You know, when you have a meeting, how are you going to make sure that you're showing up, that people are recognizing you and appreciating what you're bringing to the table? So a lot around visibility and really leveraging your networks or creating new ones if you don't have them. Yes, I love Um, it. The third one is vision. So vision, so much in our organizations is about the future. Everything is being disrupted and changing and constantly we're having to adapt. And so all leaders need to demonstrate the ability. proper level of strategy and vision for the future. For some reason, there's some research that suggests women are just not perceived as being as visionary or strategic in their thinking as men. Now, I don't know how that's happening, but we need to correct that because the women that I work with are are often very strategic, very visionary, but somehow that's not becoming part of their brand. So how do you create a brand as a leader, as a visionary, as a strategist, as someone who's not afraid of the future and who's actively taking it on? Very, very important, especially as you get more senior in an organization. Sure, yeah, as you continue to move up and everything. And then what else? Um, The fourth one is value. So, of course, we've got to demonstrate that we're adding value. And like I said, many of the women I work with are working at 120%. Um, They're adding tremendous value, but somehow that messaging is not getting to the audiences that it needs to get to. Some of it may be that women defer praise and say, you know, well, my team did it all. So the coaching would be... Can you, can you give credit to your team and also take credit for yourself, right? So just make yeah. sure that you're showing up as, as absolutely the leader of this fantastic initiative that you launched. Lots of different ways to explore value, to make sure that the value that's being created is what the key stakeholders want to be. You know, so we're just doing values alignment on that. So that's another key piece of success and acceleration for women. That's awesome. This is, I mean, again, all this stuff, I just feel like is, I'm just a sponge taking it all in because these are all of the things that I think if, if people start to give a little bit of more attention to these five V's, which we have to get to the fifth one, it might also give them even a little bit more confidence to feel like they can ask for what they want, whether it be, the, you know, the higher salary or the next promotion. Now, what is the final V? V is vibrancy. So we have we cannot sacrifice our life for work, in my opinion. And so many of the women that I work with, I've helped them dial back, still having the same impact, still you know creating even a, a larger presence in the organization, but less of the sacrifice. You know, less of missing our kids' games and performances and. And also just having a personal life, a little bit of time for us to rejuvenate and to regenerate. Because honestly, to be a leader in an organization requires a lot of energy. We have to feel good. We have to have a certain vibrancy and charisma and the ability to command attention when we're in a, walking into a room and, and those kind of things. So I really work with women to look at their lifestyle plans and how they're taking care of themselves, things they need to stop doing or say no to, 
so that they can really have a higher level of vibrancy. And I think of, of all the five Vs, this may be the one that women have been the most appreciative to me of because they just realize they've sacrificed too much of their lives at work. Yeah, this... I had a sort of a light bulb moment when you're talking about vibrancy. When you learn to say no, you're actually saying yes to something else mm-hmm. in a way, right? Yes. Like if, I just had, I yeah. just, I just had this moment of when you say no to going to some lunch that you don't need to go to. It's not going to do anything for you. There's no check being signed. You don't need to go to that. You're also saying yes to. Okay, now I have more time for me or more time for whatever it is that you need to work on that day or more time to maybe see your kids. You have a work-life balance. So saying no is actually saying yes. Yeah. And and this is something that women do struggle with. You know, we tend to think that it's not okay for us to say no. And, and in fact, I think the women who have learned to say no to the things that aren't as important to them, exactly like you said, Elizabeth, they have a little bit more time to invest in things that are really valuable. That creates energy in their lives that creates a virtuous cycle so they're more vibrant and they have more energy to bring to these other v's um in their career and they tend to be a little bit more successful or accelerate their careers a little bit faster absolutely and i feel like typically as as women we and and maybe i'm just speaking for myself when i do sometimes and i've gotten better at this as i've gotten older when i say no i would immediately almost feel bad like, oh, I've mm-hmm. I've let that person down and I don't want to let people down. I want people to want to work with me and I want people to like me. And I think it's me yeah. coming to grips with it doesn't need to be personal. They may not be making it personal. They probably aren't, actually. They probably moved on to their next appointment and are already over it. Am I right? That's so often the case. Yes. And, and I think as we as women become more comfortable setting boundaries, saying no to things that aren't in our best interest. We become more powerful. I mean, I think that's just a really simple way to say it. We become more powerful and often more happy. Yes. (laughs) Yes. We're we're living our priorities, not somebody else's priorities. And that goes back to the vibrancy. I mean, think how you feel when Mm -hmm. you're well-rested. I mean, you you sort of have that that glow about you, you know, when you're not exhausted Mm -hmm. and just strung out. I love these five Vs, voice, visibility, vision, value, and vibrancy. Anna, you know you're a career coach, but you also you know you work with organizations and individual clients. Do you cater your programs when you work with people? I mean, it's all very individualized, correct? Yes, it's pretty custom to the situation or the individual, yes. Perfect. Now, if you want to connect with Anna, you can reach her at executivesavvyinc.com. That's executivesavvy with two Vs, Inc. You travel all over the country. You do different workshops. Um, You're a leadership coach, a career coach. And I can tell that you're really passionate about this. And maybe specifically because you are a woman who has a pretty, you know, you have a very successful career. So you've probably had to learn yourself how to find your voice and your value and maybe go through this on your own. Oh, my gosh, Elizabeth, that is so true. I mean, I've often been the only female in the room, in the boardroom, um, and I have definitely experienced my share of unconscious gender bias. And that kind of fueled me, if you will, or fired me up to go, yes, women leaders, I get it. I experienced this, too. And we have to come back with a stronger response to it. Not an angry response, but a super effective and assertive and, yeah, integrated approach that creates better lives for us overall, as well as 
honestly, I, I want to accelerate. I want to help accelerate a lot of women into the she suite. Into um, the she suite. Let's, let's get women. Let's get women where they can where they can operate. And so many women have that capability, but they're held back because of these kind of issues. Yes, and I'm really glad that we're talking about it today because I feel the more that we talk about it, I know there's there's books out to try to help women know their worth and again to ask for that higher salary and to ask for that promotion mm-hmm. and to balance all of the different things that we have to balance. You're adding to that conversation. So thank you, Anna, for being here today on 50 Shades of K. Oh, thank you so much, Elizabeth. It's truly my pleasure. This has been the 50 Shades of K podcast with host Elizabeth K. If you enjoyed this episode, share it with a friend. Make sure to subscribe on iTunes and leave a review. Thanks for listening.